Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm here today. Our special guest is Tom Schwab. And I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Tom, by the way. You you did, just like Charles Schwab without the money. Okay. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're equals then. We're equals. No money. <laughs> Great. Great. So uh, I really appreciate, Tom, you joining, uh, joining us. He's, we're going to be talking about podcast interview marketing. And Tom is an expert in that area. So I know he's going to give us lots of great advice. Um, it's funny. Uh, for those of you that are not watching this, if you're listening, Tom is sitting in his car. So he's so dedicated. He, he's doing this interview even though he got stuck somewhere and things didn't go exactly to plan in the morning. So thanks so much uh, for joining us, Tom. Um, well, thank thank. Thank you, John. And it proves that, you know, you can do a podcast interview from any place and was so excited to talk with you. And then when I started to do the, um, uh, the con or the conversion and time zones, I'm like, I know he's working late here. Uh, instead of asking him uh, to, to push it back 15 or 20 minutes, I got a strong signal. Let's do this. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so before we talk about podcast interview marketing, um, Tom, tell us a bit about yourself. So who is Tom Schwab? Uh, what was life like growing up for you? Where did you grow up? What was family life like? Uh, key things that maybe happened early on in your life? Sort of, and, and how did your life take the direction that it took? Yeah, that's always a scary question to ask somebody that's like 50 years old because it could be a podcast interview question right there. <laughs> uh, but I, was, I, I grew up a, a blessed life. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot, uh, but uh, had a great family. The farthest, I grew up around the Chicagoland area. And I hadn't been probably 150 miles from where I grew up. So my world was really small. I was blessed to get to go to the U.S. Naval Academy uh, for college when I was 17 years old. And by the time I was 18, I had been around the world. And I had spent a week in Bunbury, Australia, just outside of Perth. My life had changed drastically. The world had opened up. And I love that. I uh, spent uh, time in the U.S. Navy running nuclear power plants. Uh, which really, you know, just proved to me that you can do, uh, you can systematize anything. Uh, then I went on and from there uh, worked in corporate America, did engineering, um, operations, sales, and marketing, um, and uh, loved it. Um, and one of the things that, uh, that I always grew up in the middle income uh, family was get a job in a secure industry. Well, the Navy, you know, when peace broke out in the early 90s, that was bad for the industry. And then uh, when the Great Recession hit in 2008, um, I had a distributorship. I had one customer uh, that was the manufacturer that I sold to, and they wanted to buy back the distributorships, cut out the middleman. And that makes a lot of sense until you look in the mirror and you say, hey, I look like the middleman. So with that, um, use that as the opportunity to uh, take a sideline business that we had, took it from a regional player to a national leader using content and inbound marketing, and then really took it from there and said, um, how could we use these same principles in emerging technologies, uh, things like podcasting, you know, how could you leverage that with what we had learned before? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Thank, thanks so much for sharing that, Tom. Wh why podcasting? 
so and you sort of you hinted towards it it's, it's emerging uh, actually before, and before we even talk about why podcasting for some of those that are listening well for everyone that's listening they should know what a podcast is because that's how you're listening actually some of us might be some might be watching this so very briefly can you explain tom what is a podcast uh, to me uh our, the biggest harm we do ourselves is calling it a podcast it's on demand radio right i've got two daughters and i asked them one time what's the pod mean in podcasts they just rolled their eyes and said, I don't know, Dad, what's it mean? They don't know what an iPod is. Nobody listens to this on an iPod anymore. It's really just, you know, audio content or video content. It's the idea of, you know, communicating with somebody in a long-form, commercial-free, um, easy-to-consume content. And one of the great things about it is you can listen to it in your car, on your phone, um, you can even time shift, right? Um, John, it's always weird um, talking to hosts. And when we first started to talk, it was, you sounded so much different because I always listen to podcasts at one and a half or two times speed. So when I actually talk to the podcast host, <laughs> it sounds different, but there's no other medium. You can't watch television uh, at two X speed. Uh, I guess you can fast forward through the commercials. Uh, but to me, podcast is just a, a very mobile very intimate, very niche down uh, form of content. Yeah, that's a great definition. And I do the same thing, by the way, Tom. When I listen to stuff, I, I speed it up because uh, then I can listen to more stuff. That's, that's why. I, not because I like to listen to someone sound like a chipmunk. I don't do it that fast. But, but no, that's a, it's a good tip you gave there about speeding up. So why did you choose to focus on podcasting for your business. So obviously some, you see a lot of potential for podcasting. Yeah, and for me, it's like we all have opinions. You know, you have an opinion, I have an opinion, uh, but that's all they are. It's the customers that have the real answers, right? They'll tell us what they love and what they loathe. So one of the things we saw was that blogs were getting saturated. They weren't working nearly as well. Podcasts were starting to take off. Um, and one of the things we looked at is that, all right, you know, you could, you could get on a blog or you could start to blog or guest blog, and it's going to take you a long time to get an audience. So one of the things we, we hypothesized was, could you use the same techniques we used to use for blogging? You know, instead of starting my own blog, I'll get on, you know, uh, Success Magazine's blog, Huffington Post, something like that, in front of that, the like and trust get in front of that audience so you could drive them back. Um, and the same thing with podcasts. You know, you could either start your own podcast. And I always say anybody that says doing a podcast is easy um, uh, has either never done it or never done it well. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And John, thank you. You know, the great ones make it look easy. But we just looked at it as return on investment. Wouldn't it be easier just to get on the podcast that people already listen to? And that's really what we started to test. And um, it was, it was completely a test. And when we got the results back, I was, I didn't believe them from the standpoint of the traffic, the conversion rates, you know, blog converts one to 2%. We were seeing conversion rates, visitors to leads from podcasts at like 25 to 50%. And so with that, we kept, we kept, um, refining it, testing it, you know, is it just the personality? Is it the niche? And what we've realized that, no, it's a real thing. Mm. And the beautiful thing about podcasts too, Tom, is that this, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, you, it's not too hard to become a guest on a podcast, especially if you're uh, really good at what you do and you've got a lot of value to offer people. So you can get on these podcasts. You, 
it's very relaxed, just like this one, or usually, I mean, every podcast is a bit different, but typically it looks very relaxed. You're like you're having conversation, you're, you're giving people great value, and it's a relationship, isn't it? It's a relationship they get to build because they've spent time with you, you get, they get to listen to you. And then at the end or during the podcast, you can casually promote your, uh, mention your website or the book that you've released. And like you said, that because of all those factors that you just mentioned, the conversion rates are so great, i.e. people, when they actually do take action and go to your website, go and visit your book on Amazon, they're more likely to buy because you've given them great value, developed a relationship with the person. Um, so how does someone get started? So let's say, Tom, people are listening and they're thinking, look, this podcast interview marketing sounds really good. How do, how do I begin? Where do I begin? Sure. I would say the first thing is, do you have the foundation to actually turn listeners into leads? And after our first hundred clients, we went back and looked and said, how come some people get good results and some people get great results? And we really boiled it down to there's three factors, John, and they all multiply on themselves. So if one of them is zero, your results are going to be zero. And it really comes down to message, market, and machine. The message is, do I have stories to tell? and not just something to sell. You know, podcasts are an awful place to do an infomercial. Um, the host will cut you off or the episode will never see the light of day. You know, it's not the medium for that. The next one is the market. Do you know who you want to talk to and do you have something that can help them, right? Um, early on, we had some, some people that said, well, I just want to be on any podcast. Well, that's not the way it works. You, you know, it's not, uh, it, it's really a focused medium. And then from the standpoint of you've got to help the people and say, what's the next step, right? What can you help them with? Uh, if you're just going, I want to get famous or build my brand. Um, I don't know. I, I don't look like Kim Kardashian, so I can't use it for that. The final part is um, the machine. And really, do you have a website presence that, um, that supports you as an expert? So if, if somebody hears you on a podcast and they Google you, they look at your social media profile, your LinkedIn profile, or even go to your website. If they don't find you there, uh, all that's going to be for, for not. Um, and, you know, the idea of, and we've even tested this with some of our clients early on that wanted to do it. You know, the idea of just email me at this, um, it doesn't work. Uh, there's got to be a, a next step for that. So I would ask if you're ready to start, say, do I have a message? Do I have a market? And do I have a machine? And if that's the case, we can, we can talk about the other ways to really get started. Mm, great advice there, Tom. So let, let's say, let's assume someone's taken those steps, those three steps that you mentioned, and got those things in place, and they're keen to get started. Not all podcasts are the same. Some podcasts uh, are going to have a much larger audience than other podcasts, and they're all different categories as well, as you mentioned too. Um, so let's say you've got someone that's keen to get on popular podcasts because they want to get more exposure, obviously. What's some tips to make yourself more attractive as a potential guest for your, for your podcast host? And, and first, I would just argue with you a little bit there of, do you want to get it on a popular podcast? We have found no correlation between the conversions and the size of the podcast. I often use the thing, you know, there's more fish in the ocean than there are in a barrel. But if you know where there's a barrel of fish, I would go there every time, right? There's a lot of people go out in the ocean and never catch a fish. 
If you go to a barrel, you're going to get something there every time. But I would, I would say, put yourself in the podcaster's shoes, right? If, if you wanted to be on John's podcast, what would you need to do? I'll give you some insight. Podcasters like interviewing their friends and their biggest fear is bringing on somebody that's going to make them look bad, right? Because they've got all of this goodwill with their audience and they don't want to, you know, introduce some schmuck to them. And so with that, how can you um, be, become friends, have a relationship and prove that I am here to serve your audience? I guarantee you a, a spam email not work. So here's the thing to do. Find five podcasts that you think, I think I'd be great on this. I, I think that I could bring a lot of value to it. Find those five. Listen to at least two or, the three, two or three episodes of it. If you still think that it would be a great podcast for you to be on, I'd ask you to go to iTunes, leave a rating and review. I don't care how big that podcast is. If you leave that for the host, they will know who you are. Then go through on social media and repost a couple of other things. Maybe comment on a social media post. Do that for a couple of weeks. They know who you are. And then to reach out to them and say, hey, John, I appreciate uh, what you do. I was listening to this podcast. I think I've got some things that you know, could, um, I could offer um, the audience. And always make it about the audience. You know? And I'd be you know, happy to, to promote this to my audience. I've got some free offers that I could do there. Your goal on being a, on a podcast is to make the host look like a genius for having you there right? Because that's their tribe. That's their audience. Uh, it's not about you, the guest. It's about the host and the audience. So I, I think if you start with that, start with those first five podcasts. If you could get on three of those, you're golden. And at the end, if you do a good job, um, one of the questions you can always ask is, you know, uh, thank you so much. Do you know of any other podcasters that you think I might be good uh, on? And with that, podcasters know podcasters. So, you know, even if you got two um, referrals from that, man, you could just build up, you know, your podcast interviews after that. And once again, like I said, when I was in the Navy, uh, this isn't magic. This isn't art. These are things that we've tested. They work. Um, and, you know, uh, don't try reinventing the wheel. Um, that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Excellent advice there. Really good. And it's so true. I get a lot of email requests for people that want to, would like to be on the podcast and uh, one of the things I, I, the first thing I look at is, is their message relevant to my show? So that's the first thing. And so, and if I feel it is relevant, great. If it's not, I usually message, I'm not cold. I'm not, I'll usually message them back and say, thank you so much. I really appreciate you asking to come on my show. And cause you never know, you never know where relationships are going to go. So I, I don't ignore people that ask to be a guest on my show. Uh, I thank them politely. Uh, those that are relevant, their content is relevant to what I do. I, I do a bit of a check on the person. So I sort of get, get an idea. I check out their website and some of their content and have a look. And, and I can also tell as well, as you mentioned, Tom, if they've actually listened to my stuff beforehand. And, you know, everyone, every podcast host likes it when people listen to their podcast. So... It's a, I know it might be a vain thing, but we all, we all enjoy that. So, it's uh, John, I, tips. I, I, I laugh when I hear that because I probably get five pitches a week to be on my podcast, and I don't have a podcast. 
And all of the pitches pretty much start out the same way. Um, I've listened to your podcast and I love it. Um, you know, I, I would love to talk about, you know, whatever it is, real estate, nursing, mothers, whatever. I'm like, if you're going to lie to me, you know, don't tell me my podcast is great. Tell me I'm good looking or something. Oh, sorry. That's, that's so funny. That's so, <laughs> um, so some other great points that you mentioned earlier is um, have, have content to, to share, story, especially stories. People, um, education marketing or storytelling marketing works so well rather than just talking about your, your product or your service. Now sharing the story behind it is really good. So having good stories is great for being on a podcast. Um, another thing you mentioned was having, an, having a, a machine in place. What do you find, Tom, works really well uh, in getting results from a podcast, i.e. getting leads or turning those listeners into potential clients or sales? What's, sure. what's, what's good to basically offer at the end or during a podcast to, to generate that, um, yeah, to, to take people to the next step? Yeah, John, and I'll, I'll pull behind, behind the curtain here. Because, you know, I'll show you exactly how it works, how we've tested it and everything. And it's different from other forms of media. You know, uh, if you go to any other um, digital marketing, they'll tell you one call to action, right? That's all you ever do. Don't confuse them. We've tested it over and over. Three calls to action always, always converts better than one. Um, and I think part of that is just because it's more of a long form. and also, you're trying to meet people where they are. So we always tell our, talk to our clients about, there's three things, you know, give them a small yes, a medium yes, and then a heck yes. So give them different ways to say yes. And that small yes could be an infographic. So I'll give you an example here. Um, there's an infographic, we've got nine ways to get on your first podcast, right? I could list them down here, you wouldn't remember them all. But if you go to, back to the website, and here's the other thing, don't just send them to the homepage because while we're recording this in 2017, I guarantee you there's somebody right now in 2020 that's listening to this and they're going to think, wow, that's great. Well, I guarantee you my, my homepage is going to change by then. So always send them to a dedicated welcome page is what we call it. It's almost like a custom homepage. So if you want that checklist, go to interviewvalet.com forward slash John. And everything we talk about will be there. Now, if you really want to see what a welcome page looks like, and we've tested this, you have, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you have no idea what I look like, or you have no idea what my website looks like. But I guarantee you, you know what John looks like, and you know what his podcast artworks looks like. So the first thing you see on a welcome page is a friendly face. You'll see that, you know, the host's picture pop up, and it's almost like a tacit endorsement. So from that standpoint, we've tested that and it cut down the bounce rate and it also increased the conversion rate. And you want to talk about those things throughout the podcast. Don't wait for the last 30 seconds when somebody says, you know, how can we get in touch with you? Because not everybody listens to all of the podcasts. So think about different yeses, a small yes. For us, it's the checklist uh, or the, that infographic. Uh, the medium yes could be an ebook, a video, something like that. Uh, for me, um, I wrote a book called Podcast Guest Profits. If you want to buy it, it's on Google. Uh, I, I give away more free copies than, than I sell, and I'm happy to do that. 
So if you want, you know, a free copy, digital copy of that book, same thing, you know, interviewvalet.com forward slash John. And then the big yes at the end would be, hey, if you know you would like to learn more about, you know, how to use podcasts and remarketing, how to, how we could work together, how we could help you do that, then that's the big one. So always think about what, how can you meet people where they are? A small yes, a medium yes, and then a heck yes. Yeah, fantastic advice. Thanks so much for that, Tom. Um, Tom, what what other advice? Uh, just wrapping up. Um, if yeah, is there anything that you feel is really important that we haven't talked about today when it comes to podcast interview marketing? Yeah, I, I think part of it comes, you know, we always talk about who it works for. I would flip it back and say who it doesn't work for. Um, and you know, there's a lot of ways to do marketing. You know, I look at marketing as starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal guest. If it's a relationship sale, if you're looking for a higher ticket item, if you're looking for a longer term relationship, I think it's worth investing in the time for, for podcast interviews, for long form content, because really at the end of the day, people aren't necessarily buying a product or a service, they're buying a person. So that's why we work with like coaches, authors, speakers, um, even some like uh, brands and software service companies, because they want to know, um, all things being equal, what's the story behind this? Who's the person behind this? What, what do they do? Um, so I would say, you know, with that, if you're just trying to do a transaction, uh, you know, sell one more widget or um, uh, something that's more uh, non-relational, there are easier ways to do that. You can do that from Google AdWords, Facebook ads. Um, but I think as far as a media buy goes, um, you know, uh, there's no better way than podcast interview marketing. You know, um, if, if you went to a local radio station or a local television station um, and asked them how much it would cost to get in front of thousands of ideal customers um, for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, uh, you would be shocked at, uh, at how much that airtime would cost. Flip side is, is on podcast interviews, you can do it. Sometimes we even talk to our clients like, would you, would you drive across town to talk to 10 ideal customers? And they're like, yes. I'm like, would you drive across state to talk to a hundred? Well, sure. And then sometimes it's like, would you get an airplane to talk to a thousand? And a lot of times they're like, um, I'm not talking in front of a thousand people. You know, that's scary. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you can, you can do it from home on a podcast interview and it's just like two, two people talking. So there's not the stage fright there. You know, I guess that, you know, my final words of wisdom is, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know the power of this medium. Um, you know how it connects people. Um, you know that more and more people are going to be doing it. So the real question is, in the future, are your customers going to be hearing you or your competitor on podcasts? And that could be doing your own podcast. That could be being a guest on podcasts or doing both. Um, but to me, uh, now is a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and another thing too, as you were talking there, Tom, that is important is that when, when a podcast episode is released, you, and you mentioned this before when you said 2020, people will listen to it for, for as long as it's out there and it will continue to bring, get you exposure and bring you in leads and clients for months and years to come. So unlike a radio interview or a TV interview where, again, you're paying a lot of money, 
and yeah, you you might get in front of a huge audience, but that's it. Once it's gone, it's, it's once it's aired, it's aired. That's it. But with podcasts, it's always there. And I've had great success. Like I, I've been, you know, very blessed with being uh, with my own podcast, but also definitely being a guest on other people's podcasts. I've seen the results that come into my business, and it's been amazing. There's nothing better than when you have a lead come to you, and they already know you, they like you, trust you, and they want to do business with you before they've even spoken with you. You don't, that's, you know, I want those clients all day long. Um, it, yeah. yeah in some ways it's, it's almost creepy from the standpoint of you have that first conversation. They know your own, your whole personal story. They know your business story. They're ready to engage and you're still trying to find out a little bit more about them and their business. Uh, so it's one of the things we've heard from a lot of our clients is that sales tend to close faster off of podcast interviews. And really we think about that. If, if they've already heard you for 30 or 45 minutes, they've done a lot of research. So they really come as, as qualified leads. And our longest customer now is out four years and we track it. He still gets leads and customers from podcasts that he did four years ago. Yeah, fantastic. And I was going to ask you that too, Tom. I hope I don't put you on the spot. And you don't have to mention any specific names, but sure. can you share, can you share uh, maybe a success story of someone that's, use podcast interviews for marketing and the type of results I hope to get from it. Sure. So I'll, I'll go back to that customer. I just uh, referenced Aaron Walker business and life coach um, from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he was known around that area. Uh, but he, he even says that on the, uh, the internet, he was like in the witness protection plan. Um, he had the same name as an NFL football player. And the name of his company was the same as a, as a movie. So view from the top and Aaron Walker. I mean, trying to rank for that is going to be tough. Uh, he's got a great voice, great story, um, but the blogs, you know, blogs were homework for him, but he loved to talk. We got him on podcasts. Um, the SEO value from all the backlinks caused his ranking to go up. Now, if you Google Aaron Walker view from the top, all you're going to see is podcast interviews and his site up there. Um, it helped him. Um, fill up all his one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. And that was within probably the first three months. He filled up all of his one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, raised his prices. Within 18 months, he started six paid masterminds, a paid community group. And then he used that platform to launch a book. Uh, the, I'm not sure on the sales on the book, uh, but I know I saw it in the airport the other day. So really it took him from obscure to acclaimed. And I would say he had the same problem that all of us do. You know, John, there are people right now that could benefit from the service or the product that we all offer, right? If you're listening to this, um, there's something that you could offer people right now that's good enough. The problem is it's not the product or service. It's just they don't know you. So we've done that with, you know, all authors, um, first-time authors that, you know, uh, are releasing a book. We work with Simon & Schuster on some of their um, virtual book tours. Um, coaches, speakers, um, and brands. Um, you know, uh, Eric Weinheimer, who was the first man to climb Mount Everest. I'm sorry, first blind man uh, to climb Mount Everest. We helped him with his virtual book tour. Uh, speakers like Tim Sanders, uh, brands like HubSpot. So uh, we've worked with all of those really to get their message out there. And, uh, you know, podcast interview marketing, it's not magic. It's a system. Uh, it's a system we openly teach. And if anybody wants help with it, uh, we, op we openly help them with that also.
Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, uh, that success story with Aaron Walker. And, and, um, and what I love too about podcast interview marketing is once you've got the, the things in place that you mentioned, those three things in place, it's easy to do. And you've done a few, once you've done a few interviews, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, you enjoy doing it. The time goes fast and you, and the results are, are amazing. Just like with that example you gave, so I really appreciate that. Uh, look, I, I, uh, again, so Tom, he, that's what Tom does, by the way. Um, uh, he's mentioned it here, uh, but I'll just reemphasize that Tom Schwab, he, that's his expertise in his business, interview valet, interviewvalet.com. So if you if you want help getting your podcast interview marketing system in place and getting exposure, i.e. getting on podcast interviews, you help with all that, Tom. Is that correct? We do. And we, we teach it through, you know, the book. Uh, we've got a course that's coming out that teaches it. Uh, and then interview valet is really the, the concierge level white, white glove service. Uh, you know, um, our clients are the talent, you know, they're, they're, they're the performers. We're the roadies that take care of everything and it really frees them up. They're the guests. We take care of the rest. And especially for, uh, you know, business owners, you've got so many other things to do. Um, you know, if you can just show up and talk to thousands of potential clients, uh, in 45 minutes, there is a scalable marketing system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And so that's the best way for people to contact you as well. Is it just go to the website or is there any other ways yeah. that you wanted to mention? Tom? You know, um, this is another thing that we tested, right? Um, as you're listening to a podcast, you're multitasking. Um, giving more options just confuses people. So we always say just one thing, go interviewvalet.com forward slash John, and it'll be those three things that I talked about, you know, that infographic, nine ways to get on your first podcast, the free um, download of the book, Podcast Guest Profits. And then also, uh, you know, if, if it makes sense for us to talk and see if we could help you with that. And I'll put all my social media, my email in there. Um, I'm not going to try to uh, to uh, to put out my, my Twitter and my Facebook. And I have a hard enough time remembering it. I don't expect a, a podcast listener is going to remember all of those. Uh, good advice. So thanks so much again, Tom. I really appreciate you being on the show with us today. And I want to thank everyone as well for being here listening to this podcast episode. Thanks, John. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews. Also, there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website, johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business, as this is my specialty, i.e. helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website again is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkas signing off. I'll see you next time.